so this podcast is a family affair today. I've got my younger brother, Kyle Mock, who's also an entrepreneur, uh, on the line with me to talk about how to really build an amazing network. But I've also got on my lap my first introduction to y'all, my oldest daughter, McKinley. McKinley, you want to say hey? Hi. <laughs> There's McKinley. Uh, she's six years old, and we're kind of playing hooky from ballet right now because she uh, was really, really tired, and she's hanging out. We're going to record this. We're heading, heading home. But guys and gals, um, it's been amazing doing these podcasts with you on the Carrot Cast, and the people we've had on have, has been a lot of fun, and the ones in the future, I'm going to be really ramping the game up here in 2017 to bring on even more amazing guests and really dig into those topics that you guys care about. We're really surprised by some of the episodes that are getting the most listens, that are getting thousands of listens, episodes that maybe we didn't think would. So we really are seeing you guys vote by your listen on the types of um, topics you're looking for. This topic has came up quite a bit in people asking me and my brother, how we have gone out there and built the types of networks we have. And what do we do to build great relationship with people we've just met? What do we do to, to meet the types of business people that, that can help make, be a game changer for you? How do you actually go out there and crack through that clutter and get to know someone who maybe is untouchable or unreachable to you right now? Well, we're going to dive into what we do and how we've built these amazing networks of people, both of us not being uh, naturally outgoing um, people. So how have we done it? And how, you know, how can you guys implement the same darn thing? And what we're talking about is not networking. We're very clear in this episode. And this episode is actually an offshoot of success at success. So make sure you go to successatsuccess.com and subscribe to that episode um, of the podcast over there, successatsuccess.com, or look it up on iTunes. We have all kinds of other amazing podcasts that we've done at successatsuccess.com with people that you've heard of, Olympians, um, Ashton Eaton, the two-time uh, decathlon gold medalist just recently. He was on our very first episode. So if you like that, that if you like the carrot cast, you're going to love success at success with my brother, Kyle Mock. So guys and gals, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Kyle on this. And once again, we are listening in on a success at success episode. I just decided to give a little introduction to it to give you some framework since this is the first success at success episode we're introducing to you guys. Uh, the future ones, uh, uh, we're just going to be marketing you. We're going to send, be sending you the interesting success to success episodes that, that we have over there as well. So you'll be able to kind of pick from each side of it and see what you like. But if you're looking to make amazing moves in 2017, the way that's going to happen for you guys and gals is by broadening the people that you know. Who do you know? Who do you know? Those Your network could literally make or break your business this next year. We're going to dive into how to, how to crush that and build an amazing, amazing network. Guys and gals, without further ado, welcome in my, my brother Kyle Mock on this episode of Success at Success via the Carrot Cast. All right, welcome back to Success at Success with your host Kyle and Trevor Mock. Um, this week, we really wanted to dive into and touch on the topic of networking and kind of how Trevor and I have both built different um, networks and relationships with some of the most successful people in the world but in very different ways, but with some of the uh, very similar, I guess, techniques, if you want to call it a technique. Um, we've had quite a few questions coming in since August, and the main questions being asked are how do we build these networks and how are we getting in touch with the guests and whatnot. So that's what we wanted to touch on. Trevor has been killer in kind of networking and connecting with people in the business world, and he's 
I don't know if you you know this might be your first podcast listening to, but Trevor owns a company called uh, Carrot, which is a real estate lead generation investment website system. Um, Trevor can sum that up in a a much better and cleaner way. Um, and I own a company called Athletes Brand, which is a clothing company that works with professional athletes um, to design clothes for their lives away from sports. And we do a big touch on that with helping athletes raise money for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trevor, uh, one big question that I think we could kind of start this off with is w- at what point did you see in your career um, the the people that you surround yourself with being valuable and important to the things that you wanted to accomplish in life? Man, it's, it's a good question. So um, I, I know for me, after I you know, graduated college there at OIT and then moved up to Portland, I think I think my first focus was to try to make money. You know, like I wasn't thinking about networking or getting to meet people at all. It's kind of like a hermit uh, in my apartment with with Carly. And I just look, I just talked with the people that that were at the office. I was doing some consulting for for Uncle Larry. And um, man, so I was trying to just make some money. And I think it wasn't until probably half, you know, probably the end of that year or something like that, maybe even later than that, that I kind of like just gave up on going out there and trying to make trying to make money really. And I was like, man, I'm not good at making money so far. So I might as well just go out and meet people and like have literally have no agenda and just try to try to get to know people and, and, and actually genuinely care about them and ask them questions and not just talk about myself all the time and, and see if I can help them out. And I heard a podcast way back when podcasts were just getting started, maybe the teleseminar or something like that. This is in 2007. So it might've been a teleseminar. Um, but basically the person said something effective, you know, the, the way that you become successful is by, is by providing values to other, to others first without any, without looking for anything in return. And I'm like, well, shoot, I can do that. You know, anyone can do that. Go out there and provide value to people without looking for anything in return. I think as soon as I did that, dude, that's when things started to change. Um, because then it became fun. It takes the pressure off of trying to make money. And I just went out there and tried to meet as many people as I could that I could just help and show genuine interest for. As soon as you do, man, they notice it. You know, I'll give you, I'll give people some tips here later on, some specific things that I say now in emails to people or when I talk with people that really, really, really work well uh, to build that tight relationship and a great network. What, what about no, you, man? That's... What about you? Uh, I mean, it was it's something that something that it's kind of important as far as being an athlete too. It's it's uh, when I was trying to figure out how to get myself into my own schools and whatnot. I had to do that on my own. It wasn't people coming to Climate Falls, Oregon, and recruiting you. It was having to reach out to coaches and share uh, stats and that kind of stuff to make things happen. So early on, I kind of learned that uh, you needed to get in with the right people to bring the right people around you. But then it wasn't until I got into college and started learning about how to get into sports and everything that I would read was talking about how it's a good old boys club to get into baseball and, and um, females have a really tough time getting into any kind of baseball executive job. Um, young people have a tough time getting into a legitimate job straight out of college. You have to put in your tenure, five, 10 years, you know, and, and, uh, and that's the only way to do it. And so it was kind of this old classic way still, but everybody's tips were, or the other route is if you know somebody that can hire you, you're going to get the benefit over that job before anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so really the biggest time when I started realizing that I need to uh, create this network for myself is when I started watching or reading uh, Lewis Howe's um, old website that he had, which was called sportsnetworker.com at the time. And basically they just wrote blog posts and stuff to help students and young people um, break into the sports industry. And he just kept hammering over and over that you have to go to these networking events. He, he's talking about get up and, and take the flight. Like even if you can't afford it, fly to Dallas or fly to LA or fly to Orlando, all these places where these are big networking events, how important it is to know the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and my issue was that I was a college athlete at the time and also trying to be a college student. And how do, there's no real way during that time that I could just get up and leave and go to Dallas or get up and leave and go to Orlando when I'm in Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And so Lewis's advice was that if I can attend them, then make my own and fit it around my own schedule. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I started these networking events in Shreveport, Louisiana, where you wouldn't think that there's much of a sports industry at all. And as, as a college kid, have no sports background other than playing baseball. And uh, that was that was how I started creating my own network, was starting these networking events. But the way that I was inviting people was through LinkedIn and through Twitter. Um, well, mainly just LinkedIn and Twitter. And so that's once I started meeting certain people and they started inviting me or, or uh, inviting other people to these events and inviting me to their events, I started really learning the value of a relationship, um, not not networking, but creating real relationships. Man, I, I and I want to kind of highlight what you said there because I, I don't like the word networking, you know, because first of all, it's overused. Mm-hmm. It's overused. It's it's almost looked at, at upon as like a negative. I'm going to a networking event. No one wants to go to a freaking networking <laughs> event. And I, I'm the same way. It's like I, I don't like networking events because networking for me doesn't mean relationship. It means I'm taking a you know, someone's taking their stack of business cards and they're trying to go out there and, and touch as many people in the short amount of time as they can. That's not what relationships yeah. are. And building great networks is not done by that normal definition of networking. Um, it's not done by that. It's, it's done by creating great relationships and being the go-to person that people look at that at, at you as providing value, as being a connector. And you mentioned something right there about creating that group in Shreveport. And, uh, um, if, if people want to know the fast, I guess, let me, let me put some context to this. First of all, so you, you started with just being a college dude sitting in his dorm or whatever, Googling stuff. And, and then now fast forward to now, I mean, you've got people like on your speed dial that you can pick up and make phone calls that they actually know you. It's not someone you just like think you might've met one time, you know, that are big time professional athletes that are agents and this and that. And man, it's funny just seeing seeing pictures of you with certain people. I'm like, how did Kyle even get to connect with that person? How did he get into the, you know, the Yankees dugout or how's he walking around there with all the Indians players and they're all wearing his athletes brand t-shirt or Joe Girardi's wearing a shirt. How'd you, like I'm looking at that and going, man, but it's, it's not about networking. It's about building real connections with people, connecting mm-hmm. other people together, being selfless. Um, but also really having a genuine care for those people. And yeah. I know I, I kind of, the, the first real time, man, that that hit me, it was kind of an accident, but, um, this would have been in 2008. So I was just getting going and 
and uh, kind of building my online side of my my business activities at that time. And uh, people write th- write this down right now. If you want to build an amazing and influential and very loyal network, people who are absolutely loyal to you, um, you need to go out there and 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 connect a fractured group of people. Okay, so connect a fractured group of people. Write that down and remember it. And what I mean by connecting a fractured group of people is there's no matter what type of, 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 of group of people that you want to be a part of, let's say it's real estate investors, let's say it's athletes, let's say it's athlete agents, let's say it's, you know, your local, um, group of entrepreneurs or whatever it is. Um, most of the time, especially in today's world, people are all over Facebook groups, but local in-person groups just don't happen much anymore. And so people are very fractured and fragmented as far as in-person relationships goes. So if you can be the person that creates the group that draws people, that draws people together, um, it could be physically in person. It could be over the internet. It just has to be engaging. I mean, you're going to be the guy that's at the center of that, the guy or the gal that's at the center of it. You're going to be the person now all of a sudden that they see, even if, even if all you did was created this mechanism for those people to come together and, and talk and connect, you're all of a sudden this expert. Like you're this person who has a ton of value now and you're this person who is at the center of that little industry or that little group of people. Any, anytime anyone new comes into that, who do you think they're going to introduce um, uh, to? They're going to introduce them to you first because you're the person that's the center of it. And I created that group by accident in 2010 for the real estate education space. I saw that the educators and promoters in that market just weren't connecting. You know, they, they were kind of connecting a couple times a year at these live events I'm going, man, I want to learn from these people. I want to connect with these big people. I want to learn from them. And like, how do I? Because I'm not one of them. I I don't know them. I can't pick up the phone. And I saw an opportunity one time where I just created a simple Google group. And I had a, I had a forum at that time to to email one of the guys who ran this other email list. I'm like, hey, dude, can we just send one email and, and, and say, hey, if you guys want to uh, carry on great conversations and share tips and this and that, um, you guys can join this free Google group. And we did. And that group now is the largest and most active group in the real estate educator space where now that's how I kind of became the center of that industry, really connected mm-hmm. in that industry. You did the same thing, man. You did the mm-hmm. same thing. And let me fast forward to if you repeat the process here in Rosemary, I didn't know anyone, but I wanted to connect with other people who were younger and who wanted to make things happen or who were entrepreneurial and wanted to make things happen. There wasn't a group out there. I didn't like wallow in my own pity and go, ah, there's no one here. I'm just going to put up with it. And I'm going to complain about my area. I'm like, well, let's create it. It started with two of us, me and Chris Burnett at the restaurant across the street. We're drinking beers the last Wednesday of each month. Um, and we're like, Hey, let's just, let's find other people. And I'm like, I don't know anyone here. And he's like, well, I know some people. And so the next month we said, well, let's come back the same time this month, same place, five, um, you know, five thirty, um, right here. And, uh, next month, this time, the last Wednesday bring as many people that are kind of this mindset as we can. We had seven people at the next one. I didn't bring one of them because I didn't know anyone in the area. And now we have over 200 people in that group and we have the most active rural entrepreneur, rural young entrepreneur group in the state of Oregon. And it started because we, there was a fractured group of people who didn't have a place to connect with others and we decided to connect them. That's all we did. And mm-hmm. now, you know, not saying this to brag, but now I'm, I'm one of the most connected young entrepreneurs in the state of Oregon now because of that one thing. And you're yeah. doing the same thing in athletics. So it's just a proven formula. You just got to step out of your comfort zone. How many did you say showed up to that first one? 
uh, well, the first one was me and one other person, just me and the guy who started yeah. it. The second one was like seven, but here, here's the thing. It's easy to do your first event. Okay. Uh, and I'm not saying that this has to be events. So if you're starting this online Facebook group, if it's a phone call thing that you, you and five other people are talking on every Sunday or whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. the first one's easy. The second one's kind of easy. The one about year, you know, year one, 18 months in, two years in, that's where it can get kind of hard because if you don't get that momentum, you kind of start to go like, why am I doing this still? You know, there's four people at this thing two years in. And I don't know, we still, we still do them. We still do them the last Wednesday of each month, but we used to have them at, at brew pubs and stuff. And I would literally not want to go to my own meetups because I didn't know if I was going to be the only one there because it was so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But also I was more afraid of uh, one or two new people coming and there being like just me and two or three other people and having to explain it. Like, Hey, here's this young entrepreneur society and you guys are the only ones here, you know, us and two or three of us. And that happens sometimes. So um, I'll kind of shut up now, but you've got to you've got to um, you got to bring together a fractured group of people, and you have to be Mister or Mrs. Consistent. You you got to they got to know that you're going to be consistent as heck when they connect with you. You're going to pick up when they have a problem. You're going to reply and see how you can help them. Um, when when they needed an introduction, you're going to be the person who can introduce them to someone once you build your network. And if you say we're doing a meetup once a month, you're going to do a meetup once a month forever until you fully decide mm-hmm. to give it up. Otherwise, they're not going to come. No, it's it's a funny point you hit on there because it's something that we're brothers, but we've never talked about this whole networking event thing. I didn't know I didn't know that side of of your events. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first started my first event in Shreveport. I made it like this big deal because I'd never done an event before. I reached out to Buffalo Wild Wings. They sponsored it. They had a, they had free wings and apps and stuff for us, like laid out on the table. Um, had over 30 RSVPs because I reached out to everybody. I reached out mm-hmm. to everybody in, in at Louisiana Tech, everybody at Centenary. I reached out to LSU Athletic Department, um, the local sports agencies, um, the local minor league hockey team. I hit up everybody and just hammered through LinkedIn, then ended up creating this group to put everybody together so that I could continue to reach out to them. And uh, this first event, we had over 30 RSVPs and three people showed up. So I've got this big table laid out with all these wings and stuff. And I'm about halfway through. And I I remember everybody was like conversing and it seemed like, like it was cool because everybody's talking. There was no awkwardness or anything. And about halfway through, I just like, yeah, like, yeah, sorry about this guys. Like, I thought there's going to be like 30 people RSVP and thought there's going to be more people here. And one of the guys, um, like turns and, and just goes, man, don't, don't worry about it. This is the most valuable uh, networking event that I've ever come to because mm-hmm. we actually get to know each other. Yep. We've actually been able to create relationships and, and he like points at the other guy and, and he goes, the people you got here value. He goes, this guy is the, the, the assistant athletic director at Louisiana Tech. And this, mm-hmm. this person's the head sports editor for the Shreveport Times, you know, yeah. and, and then he was the biggest sports agent in the, in Northern Louisiana. And it was these, this random three people that came together simply because it wasn't pushed as a networking event. Yeah. It was, let's go grab a beer after sports. And so I built it to be something that I could have fun with because I hate networking events, just like what you're talking about. I don't like the whole feel of when people, somebody comes up and gives you a business card to introduce themselves. I've got a story about that we can share at some point throughout this too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, I wanted to make something so that when people went, it would attract high achievers. 
And mm-hmm. so you're not networking with people that want to be in sports. You know, I wanted to network, network with the people that were the higher ups because that's yeah. what I learned when studying and reading everybody else's stories was you did, it didn't matter if you knew an account manager or a ticket salesperson um, for the Shreveport Mudbugs. It mattered if you knew one of the executives because mm-hmm. they were the ones that could get you the job, you know, or if you knew the exact person who was the hiring person for that department. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I wanted to make it was something that these people would want to show up. So I made it so there's no resumes, no business cards allowed. Business cards yeah. can only be exchanged on the second on the second meetup and, and then hit it to that point of consistency where the next month it's five people, next mm-hmm. month it's seven people. Got to the point to where we had – um, I moved to LA and had one there. There was over 50 people that showed up. The Pepperdine uh, MBA uh, school announced it to everybody. And so we had mm-hmm. 50 people show up where 30 of them were people with resumes trying to walk around. <laughs> and Casey Wasserman, the, the owner of Wasserman Sports, um, I sent him the invite every time that I had these going on. And I noticed him walk through the door on that night. And he walked over to somebody who was in our group. We had this like table, like a bunch of little tables and chairs and couches and stuff. And uh, he walked over and he's talking to somebody and then he walked and left and got a table. I was stuck in a conversation with a college kid. And finally, as I'm going over there, I see he's gone now. And it turned out that Casey didn't want to hang out because it was people trying to get jobs. So he left. And so the most valuable point was when it was around 10 people. That's when it was the best networking event. Mm -hmm. And dude, I'll I'll throw something. So this is really critical because, um, and and I'll use a couple of examples here because, I'm, I'm going to use the word networking because it's just, you know, it's kind of the easiest way to describe it. Well, it's got, I hate the word networking, but, um, what most people do is, is exactly what you mentioned there, that their first inclination, whether they go to an event or whether they say, Hey, I'm going to create this little group of people. Their first inclination is how can I get mine? You know, how, how can I get as much out of this as I can get out of it? And those are the people who are going around shopping their resumes. They're the people who I'll give you an example at a, at one of our pub talks a couple months ago. Um, I was at the end. So here's one tip is, is linger. When, when, when you're at these types of events, if you go to an event, linger, connect with people. Don't be the first one to, to leave. Okay. Stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I see so many people who they don't linger, they leave. And they don't get to connect with those people. You know, oftentimes the best relationships happen at the end of the night. Exactly. So you got to linger, guys. Don't leave. So linger, don't leave. I just made that up. It has kind of a good ring to it. But, but the next thing is, so I, I was there chatting with people. And of course, I was speaking at that event. So a lot of people want to come up and talk to you, which is awesome. But there was this one guy that came up. And within 10 seconds of us talking, he immediately started switching into this little pitch that he had. And no shit, you know, like I, I think I'm a little bit too nice, but um, I probably listened to his pitch for 15 minutes. And there were other people there wanting to connect. And I just was uh, was too nice to not kind of shut that guy's little pitch down. But he was in a multi-level marketing thing, which they're kind of trained to, to inject their little pitch into your stuff and into conversations. And there was no indication ever that I was ever a good prospect for his stuff, first of all. So there was, there was no etiquette at all. And if you're listening to this, bless your heart, just please learn from this. But there was no <laughs> etiquette at all to even see if I was halfway interested in your thing before you locked me down for 15 minutes. Um, so now, like, I avoid the guy. And I don't want to because he seemed like a really, really nice guy. But that was my first interaction with him. So don't go out there trying to get yours. Go out there trying to find how, how you can help other people get theirs. Because if you can help other people get what they want, they're going to feel indebted to you 
um, consciously or, or subconsciously, and they're going to help you out. And that's mm-hmm. what that first group that I created in 2008 was, was it was an online group. So if, if there's people saying, oh, I'm threatened to kind of go out to create an in-person group, this is an online group. It's a, a darn Google email list, Google group, right? And um, I, I could have monetized that group because it had some of the biggest names in the entire industry in it. I didn't. Um, we set rules just like you did. There's absolutely no pitching of your stuff. You pitch, you pitch once, you're going to get a warning. You pitch twice, you're gone. Like that's you're completely gone. Mm-hmm. And yet, you, you got to set ground rules up front if you're going to do something like that and make it cool, but make make it to where they know it's a high quality thing. That's how you're going to attract those people. Yep. And as soon as we set those ground rules, you can share, you can ask questions, zero pitching, zero um, uh, uh, disguised pitches. Some people kind of get kind of fancy with it. it's like, all right, you're gone. I'm sorry, but you're gone. And then it really whittled it down to where people can expect high quality. So it continues to, to feed those great people in there. But yeah, you've got to go in there. And like I said, it, it wasn't until probably about two and a half years into building that group that I ever even thought about monetizing it. And, um, and people appreciated it. If I would have started going, Hey guys, I've got this group and now I started pitching my thing. Now that I had, had access to them, they would have all bailed or at least the important people would have. And, uh, same thing goes with the S group, entrepreneur group, group here locally. Um, I've never pitched anything to them. You know, I'm not selling anything. I'm not selling my services, my consulting. I mean, I don't sell them offices here, even though, you know, we have, we have an office building, but our offices are full, you know, all the time because they want to be around us. And, um, just go out there guys and genuinely help other people get theirs. Don't even go out. Don't even try to get yours forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, people are going to come to you and ask you how they can help you because you're providing them so much value. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if you're going to, whether it's an organized networking event or if you've got friends that say, Hey, I wanted to introduce you to such and such, they might be good for you to work with. Let's go grab dinner. Treat it the same way. Whether mm-hmm. it's being introduced as I want you to meet this person because maybe you guys can work together someday or you're just going to a networking event, treat it in the same way where you're not going and Doing your business pitch like what Trevor is talking about, but you're also not going and trying to dig into how they can be beneficial for you. Mm -hmm. Don't even care about how they can be beneficial for you throughout that first meeting. You can think about it afterwards once you guys have left and parted ways. Maybe it's somebody that uh, you guys are dead opposite in the way you think, the different industries, whatever it is. Maybe you don't work well together. Um, No reason to create a bad relationship out of it. You know, but during the moment, just try to figure out how you can add value to them. And it doesn't have to be work. Mm-hmm. It can be something outside of work. Maybe you guys are having a conversation. You realize you're into the same book. You know, maybe the same book you had is was something that was life changing for you. And you have something else. And, and you know, some another book that you've read and you can offer it to them. That's something of value to them. You know, um, offering if, if they needed help on a charity event they've got going that weekend and you just so happen to be free that weekend. Go help them out. You know, create real relationships. It's like trying to make friends, not trying to make business relationships. A friend is going to be a real business relationship. If you guys ever have something where the stars align and the two paths connect, it's like, hey, you you can be involved in this. I really want to be involved with this or I want to be involved with what you've got going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Let it come organically. Don't don't force it. And Alon Trevor's story about um, somebody that introduced themselves with a business card that same thing happened to me, but it just so like it's happened to me multiple times where somebody will come up with their business card out, shake your hand, say, I'm, I'm such and such, hand you their card and then explain what they do. And it's killer because now you know you're stuck. The person doesn't actually care about you. They're just trying to figure out how to get business out of you. 
And I was with, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but I was with a buddy of mine at one of our networking events one time. And, and this lady walked up in the middle of our conversation, like interrupted our conversation. And we noticed that she came from another group. She just walked straight from over there and walked over to us. And she walked up, handed me a business card and then handed him a business card. Didn't say her name yet. And then said, hi, I'm such and such. And my buddy that I was with, um, he cut her off and, uh, he cuts her off and goes, goes, man, bless your heart, but this isn't the way you meet people. Mm-mm. And and she, you could tell that she kind of got embarrassed, and he handed the card back for a second. And he goes, he goes, what's your name? Where are you from? And so he created a real relationship, and he tried to help her there. Mm-hmm. So in that instance where somebody came in, they broke the rule, but he could see that she wasn't good at this. And if somebody didn't tell her, then she was going to continue to do it. And she just wasted an hour and a half of her night by walking around handing out business cards. Yeah. And she's probably in her fifties or sixties, you know, she wasn't a younger person. And so she's, she might've been doing this for a long time, or maybe she's new in business. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'd been working for somebody else forever. And, and now she started her own business. I don't know, but he took the chance to do the, the exactly what everybody came there to do is create a relationship mm-hmm. by teaching her how to create a relationship and giving her value. And that was something really cool to see. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. So I, I know one question that a lot of people ask, or you'll see online quite a, quite a bit too, is you know, how, how do you, how do you get connected with really influential people? What, whatever type of influential people you're looking for it could be a really high level athlete, like in your industry or a really high level entrepreneur on, on my end or something like that. And I, I know I kind of struggle with that at the start because you like think, okay, what do I say? You know, what do I do? And your first inclination is to dive in to explain who you are to make yourself sound kind of important so that, so, so you, so you feel that they feel that, um, you're worthy to talk to, right? And I, I know I made that mistake a lot where I would kind of go in there. And the first time I met Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, this would have been 2008 or nine, I think it was. And I, that's kind of what I did. You know, I like went in there and I'm like, okay, what do I say to him? And I want to make sure that, that he doesn't just kind of think I'm an idiot. So I got to say a couple cool things and you don't have to do that. And first of all, it doesn't work very good because it's just, you're just talking about yourself. And oftentimes those really important people kind of, they, they might like to talk about themselves, right? So, um, don't start talking about yourself. Come at, come at those people that you really want to meet, especially the very influential ones. Um, and ask them a question. Okay. Don't go out, don't go out at telling you about you. Ask them a question to open it up. Um, it could be a question about something that they just talked about and something that is really a really good question that gets people thinking that they really appreciate that you asked it because they could tell that you actually listened to their talk or read their book or, or they you paid attention to something about them. Um, you could ask them one of my favorites is I'm really passionate with business. Um, on how business can make an impact, you know, because I really do believe that, um, it's pretty cool if you make millions of dollars and stuff, but if you're not making an impact with it, um, and if you're also not like really excited about that platform you're building and the message you're wanting to spread and how it can improve people's lives, it's like business isn't exciting. So, um, one of the questions I'm always curious about with really the influential people, there's just a couple of them. It's like, you know, what, what fires you up about the impact that, that you're making in your business and life? And then they start to talk about that impact because that hits them at their core or you might get in further in the conversation. It's like, man, so what, what causes are you just like really passionate about that just hit you at your core that you just, that you, that you live for? 
And they'll start telling you about that stuff and they get excited about it because that's why they do it. That's why they live. And if you see, if you know now what their passion is, why they live, you know, what their causes are, it could even be an actual charity. Um, and if you really want to make an impact, you find a way to help them impact that charity or that cause. Dude, you've got them now. And uh, you didn't have to do anything about yourself. You just helped them. And, and those kinds of people are going to see that. They're going to go, man, this person could have asked me for a hundred different things. They could have just like everyone else does. Um, but instead they chose to help me or they chose to pay attention so that they actually listened, actually cared about me. Um, and that's one of the biggest things, man, is get them talking about themselves. Ask them a real question that, is, that was a real, like actually came from your heart. Not one, not one that's kind of rehearsed and, hey, what is your favorite sandwich or what superhero would you like to be? Or, you know, something like that. Like ask them a real question about things that they care about and get them talking. Got to be relevant. Get them talking. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because that's – and I've seen so many – I've, I've watched a lot of, like, networking videos and stuff just because I want to I learn what's being taught mm-hmm. to see why people are going wrong so much, you know? And one of the biggest things that I see being taught is people creating these pickup lines. Mm-hmm. They're basically pickup line experts, like you're going to try to get a date at a bar or something. And so people are given these lines and questions and topics and stuff to go start – um, with somebody at a networking event or somebody that you recognize that you want to meet, you know, and it all always comes off non-relevant because yeah. there's no point for you to have walked up there and asked them those, those weird questions. Um, so there's been so many times where I've been at charity events and whatnot, where there's somebody there that I really want to meet and feel like if I meet them, like Alex Rodriguez, for example, he's at our Super Bowl party a couple of years ago and I never met him. Mm-hmm. I walked by him multiple times. I never met him. And it's because I didn't have anything to walk up and talk to him about. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to just walk up and be like, hey, like, do you want to do a shirt with the athlete's brand? If I asked him yeah. that, I just wasted my time okay. because he's not going to want to do it. He's got pitched at a party. And he gets pitched <laughs> all know? the time. Like, that, that's the thing. Those kinds of yeah. people, they, they always have people wanting stuff from them. If you can be the person exactly. that isn't coming at them wanting anything from them, you, you crack through yep. the clutter now. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you know somebody at the party that knows that person that you want to talk to, you mm-hmm. know, and, and this saying that we're not at a networking event, if you're at a networking event, obviously you're there to be talking to random people. But if you're at a party, like a charity event or something, they're there to have a good time or to help a cause. They're not there to work in that sense. Yeah. Um, so if you know somebody there that knows him, so if you know Alex's agent or you know somebody there that invited him, you know, I'd be like, oh, man, that'd be really cool if you could introduce me to to him, you know, and, and tell him why you want to be introduced mm-hmm. um, and be honest, because maybe they don't want to introduce you to him, <laughs> you know. Um, but if you have a legitimate reason that's not going to make it weird, ask whoever invited that person or ask whoever knows that person um, to be introduced. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, let it go. I've let so many opportunities to meet people go because there was no relevant opportunity to talk to them. Um, but in the sense that I also live in Scottsdale, Arizona, where these people I've noticed that if I run into them once at a charity event, I'm running into them again. Mm-hmm. So it's not the last time I'm ever going to see that person, I'll, you know, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll throw something at you to challenge you a little bit because, um, I know for me, it's kind of getting dark in here. So my videos getting dark, but I know for me, man, like I, I've, I've been at events, you know, big conferences or whatever. And there was a person I wanted to meet and kind of chickened out, you know, kind of chickened out. I'm like, ah, and, and, and I would leave the conference. I'm like, shoot, that's, that might be the only person, the only time I ever come across them that close or whatever. And, 
and kind of kicking yourself forward. Then you always go, man, I should have, I should have like, here's what I should have said to start it and whatever. You kind of overthink it. Right. But they're just, they're just people. They're just, mm-hmm. just people just like all of us. Um, those really influential people just have a little bit higher demand on their time. So they get a lot of people pitch them on stuff like we said. And, well, well, you were saying that um, you didn't take that chance sometimes to go up and meet that person because you didn't have anything relevant. What I have, have done just in, in recent years is I, I really, now that I'm just crazy passionate about my purpose, that I, I believe I've found my purpose, at least my current purpose in life, which is really amplifying leaders and helping leaders to spread, to create those platforms, to spread the message that can make it make their difference in the world. And I really want to know what it is that fires them up about what they do every day. Like I really, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just curious about that. Like I have no agenda for it. I'm curious because I, it just really interests me. And uh, so now that I have that dude, like I've got an immediate opening that even the biggest people out there are going to be excited to, to, to come in and connect with. Because I'm just really curious about what fires them up about what they do every day in their life. You know, what is it that that they actually wake up for, um, and and how do they build that business or their life as an athlete or whatever around that? Mm-hmm. And so, so that's one thing I challenge you with is is your passion or your purpose. If you've nailed that and have it and just feel it in your gut, man, when you're living and breathing that. And you find someone who is influential or who is, who is just kind of at the peak of their career like that. We don't, we can't be letting those opportunities go because you may never meet the person again. But if, 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 if you're just really excited about learning this thing from them or curious about what fires them up or whatever it is, ask that question, man, because that's where I think those best openings are. It's not one that's planned. It's not one that came from a book. Like you said, it's the one that comes from your heart and core. You're so curious and passionate about this topic that it impacts others. You want to know how they're living it. Yeah, I, I agree with most all of that. I would say that there's a time and place for the, the, the conversations and the starters that you go into. Yeah. Um, I'd say if you're at a conference, if you're at a networking event, if you're at a convention, um, anything that's business oriented, then the topic is going to be kind of business, you know, whether it's your passion of why you started your business or asking topics and stuff like that. But if you're at a party where people are literally just there drinking and I've just noticed, and I don't like being approached uh, with business introductions, you know, if I'm at a party. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's one of those things where these people, it's their getaway. Has there ever been an opportunity that, that I've missed that didn't come back? Uh, no, honestly, there, there hasn't. Um, there's been people that I've known, uh, or that I've, that I've known who they are that I didn't talk to because there wasn't really any, there wasn't any connection there, you know, there wasn't anything to talk about. Um, but then there's other situations to where it's like Adam Richmond, for example, I guess we're, we'll just name drop this whole episode. <laughs> and, um, well, Adam Richmond, for example, he was, he was at our Super Bowl party that year too. And that was a situation where I knew that he was passionate about charity mm-hmm. and he was very, very uh, into his big philanthropic uh, endeavors right right then he was going through a tough transition period he just got let go from man versus food and and was starting to get back into tv and whatnot and so that was an intro for me and he was also talking to somebody that i knew at the time yeah. so i walked up and said hi to the person that i knew and um, that person introduced me to adam and so uh, when i when adam adam introduced himself um i mentioned that hey i saw you were we're really into such and such charity and um, just asked, asked how much he's, he's ever gotten involved with that stuff and, and told him that, 
that I liked getting involved with different philanthropic stuff in Scottsdale as well. And that created this, that sparked this like insane passion from him. We ended up talking for about an hour and a half mm-hmm. and he was like sweating. He was so excited about what he was talking about, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I, I feel like there's also that that's something where the stars align sort of thing. There was somebody talking to that person that you wanted to meet, but there was also a real reason there was a connection. You know, it wasn't just, there's a celebrity over there. Let's go talk to him and say hi and see if he wants to work with me or see if he wants to remember or see if we can be friends. No, yeah. There's got to be, like you're saying, there's got to be a reason rather than just uh, a man crush, you know? Yeah. Because then then it does come across as ingenuine. It's just like, you know, you're starstruck kind of thing. So, Yep, there's yeah, got to be a real attention. There's been times at charity events too where I was at the bar getting a drink and somebody else walked up that I recognized, you know, an athlete. And I bought him a shot and asked him if he wanted to do a shot with me and told mm-hmm. him a joke about this group of people I've been stuck talking to for a while. And he said the same thing. He said he's been getting hounded by all these people. So we ended up standing, sitting there drinking for about an hour, mm-hmm. you know, and now he's become a really good friend, <laughs> you yeah. know. And it's those, it's, it's those, I guess happenstake. There's people too that I've met that are celebrities, you know, that just I didn't want to be around after talking to them. You know, there are people that just turned out to not be good people, people I wouldn't be friends with, mm-hmm. you know. So creating those relationships and creating a solid group of people, not just throwing yourself in everybody that's successful and everybody that's influential and associating yourself with everybody, you know. I mean, I think. I think there is a benefit to that, but it also creates this kind of sense of distrust with people. Oh, yeah. And if you're really close with people that are just outwardly um, in trouble all the time or, or no, whatever it is, you yeah. know, create real relationships. It's going, going deep rather than wide, as, as they say. Yeah, that's true. No. Um, yeah, so, so, where, so I guess I guess one last part of it, I guess, that would be really valuable before we wrap this up is – I mean, there's many reasons to build a great network of people, right? And I'm talking like we've been talking guys, guys, this isn't people who you have just met once or saw on a forum somewhere and they're a part of your network. This is someone you actually have a relationship with. You probably have their cell phone number or you have their email and you've had real conversations with. That's the kind of you know network we're talking about building here, not just acquaintances and a Rolodex. Rolodex yeah. and network are completely different. Um, so how do you then take that network that you've built just by providing a lot of value, asking for nothing in return and turn it into value for yourself? You know, I mean, I think one big value, of course, that you're after it should be is I, I uh, said this a couple of years ago that I'm just not a person who, who collects things. I don't like stuff. I don't like spending my money on stuff. I collect people rather than cars, rather than fancy cars. <laughs> yeah. And I just like collecting people because I like it. Like, I just like people. Um, People are what make the world tick. Great people are what change the world and do great things. So I love connecting with people just because I love connecting with people. But eventually, I think you are smart to then find ways to build value so much that you monetize it and can make a great living off of it or have a great result for yourself. So how do you then turn that into monetization or into a benefit for yourself um, in a selfless way. Me? Yeah, um, do it. I, well, 
a lot of people I'm sure have read or at least heard of Gary Vaynerchuk's jab, 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 right hook. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that he's dead on with that system. And yep. the jab, jab, jab basically is, is to add value, add value, add value, and then ask. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, that's the very summed up version, but the ask should never just be because you've given so much value to somebody no. because you've given something three times in a row. That doesn't mean that it's open and okay for you to ask. That's not what Gary means either. Um, what it means is if an opportunity comes now that you've already, uh, you've already spelled your heart out, you know, you've already offered time after time and helped somebody out and created a real relationship with that person. And there's something that connects and, and the stars align sort of thing. It's like Lewis. Not once, not once in the last four or five years that Lewis Howes and I have talked together have I ever asked anything from him, mm-hmm. ever. And I've just continued to offer things to him because I love his stuff. I love the stuff he talks about. I love his businesses that he's involved in. I share his podcasts that I think are valuable to myself and other people in my network. Um, and it's because I like his stuff. I think he, I think it adds value to everybody. So I want to add value back to him because he's adding value to me sort of thing by, yeah. by being him, you know, and then the opportunity arose where we have our podcast now and he'd be a great guest for the podcast. Um, so that was my ask, you know, uh, was it something that was planned that was aligned? Not at all. Yeah. It was something where I thought that this is something that could add value to him again. Um, but also it's something that adds value to us. Um, so I use my contacts, uh, when it 100% makes sense and when it adds value to them, I never mm-hmm. ask them to do something uh, for me that won't add value to them. Yeah. That's why even our shirts for a cause, I don't ask everybody to share a shirt or I don't ask everybody to post a shirt. Mm-hmm. There'll be guys that'll be connected, um, with say there's a fitness person doing the shirt that, that month. Then I'll send it out to everybody in the fitness and nutrition industry and just send them a shirt and share the story with them. I won't even ask yeah. them to post. Mm-hmm. I'll, sh- I'll share where they can post if they wanted to and what hashtag to use. Um, but I won't ask them to post. I'll be like, Hey, this is something that, uh, such and such made. It's, uh, benefiting this cause. Um, and we're going to run it for two weeks and we're just trying to raise as much awareness for it. But I thought this, I thought you'd love the shirt. If you wanted to post it, you can post it here. If not, no worries. Can't wait to chat, catch up sometime, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I only, I only tap into my contacts, uh, when I can add value to them, um, and they're adding value to me versus like both ways. If I'm going to try to use them in some sort for something I've got going on. Yeah. Otherwise I'll only invite them out to things that are fun for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not add value to me at all. Uh, but if I've got an event going on or, um, if we've, I don't know, there's, there's different situations. There could be a charity event and I think that they just have fun coming or maybe, um, Ashton Lewis, they'd be great connections. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Ashton could go on Lewis podcast someday. So we made that connection. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I do it. I mean, what about you? Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, like, like you're saying, you never really know when or what's going to come up in the future from it. Right. It could be next week. It could be in 10 years. So just really fostering that relationship and not having a timeline on it. I think that's one of the most important things that Mm -hmm. too many people are impatient in their quote unquote networking where they put a timeline on it and you can't put a timeline on relationship, you know, because some relationships are going to grow slower or faster than others. Some opportunities are going to pop up more, you know, or less uh, than other relationships. Don't put a timeline on when you're going to, when you're going to kind of call those favors in, you know? Um, And then the second thing, like you said, is I don't really like that phrase calling a favor in because it, mm-hmm. it, it connotates that I did something so I can build like this favor bank and now I'm calling mine in. 
But yeah. what what works, like you're saying, is you just, like literally this is so counterintuitive the way that most most of the world works. It's just so crazy that this isn't how every human being works. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just do so much for other people without asking for anything in return. And you just sell your vision that you're excited about in the world without asking anything in return and get excited about what you're doing. And if you're talking about it enough and helping other people with their vision, helping them reach their thing, they're going to ask you. Like I get people all the time um, because I've provided so much value to them. And I've never asked them for anything. They hit me up. And it's like, is there anything I can do for you? <laughs> and, and most of the time I'm like, no, but sometimes yeah. there is like, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm so glad you asked because yeah, I, I, let's hop on the phone. I, I got a couple questions for you. I want to run by it or whatever. And then that way it's them seeking you out to help you. Now they're feeling great because now they're helping you and uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of that exchange. But yeah, that, that's kind of what, what I've done. I'm not going to say it's the fastest. Um, I'm not going to say that, that it maybe is the, the, the quickest way to money. If you're looking for money or any of that kind of stuff, there's some hardcore salespeople who would totally listen to this podcast and just say we're a bunch of idiots and just say, you guys are leaving so much money on the table and you need to read my book that does this and whatever. I'm like, awesome. You guys have that. You know, I'm, I'm doing yeah. just fine and making multiple seven figures a year and have a great family and I'm happy with it. And people, um, seem to like what we're doing. I'm excited about what I'm doing. I'm excited about what my people that I care about are doing and I'm mm-hmm. going to keep doing that. And, uh, and so I think, you know, there's different ways to live, but go out there and just be excited about your stuff. Go out there and be excited about other people's stuff that you care about. Show that excitement. Um, uh, find those opportunities to put little tiny doses of love in their life. And I've got these, um, these things one second let me grab it cool i've got these little uh these little quote books i've got these little quote books that i ordered from um success.com and find little things like this in your life that you guys can from your heart share with people that you want to connect better with or think and these little quote books if you're watching the video version of this if you're not it's a podcast just this one's called success quotes for achievers and it's a whole little book. It looks like a, um, a passport kind of. That's just great quotes. Now, uh, here's another one that's Jim Rohn quotes. So here's another one's Treasury of Quotes. So you can get these things for about 80 cents a piece. I buy several hundred of them a year. And I'll sit there and I'm thinking about person. Like every week, put it in your put it in your calendar, guys and gals, to weekly think about people. Like that's the only time. That's all you do. Like literally just sit down and think about people. And sometimes I'll get out of that habit and I need to get back into it. But when I do that for multiple weeks in a row or I just get consistent with it, my life changes and I'm so more, much more grateful. But think about people. Think about people you're grateful for, why you're, why you're grateful for them or people that might be going through a tough time or situation that they could use some uplifting or celebration. And go through and read one through this, these quotes. Find a quote that matches where they are in their life or something that pertains to them, circle it, star it, say, I just thought that this resonated with, you know, I thought this applied to you. Make a little quick note, you know, 20 second note, start of it, send them that notebook now. So if you're going to, if you're going to be sending people gifts, sending, send them meaningful gifts that show that you thought about it. Okay. And it could be something as simple as this 83 cents. And you took your five minutes to, to think about a quote in here that matches them and you write, I'm thinking about you, thought you could read this, tag it, go to page 14. Dude, I've had so many people that after I sent that to them in the mail or put it on their desk that they were like, man, that was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. so do those little things to those people that you want to build a better relationship with. And I can't tell you what, what it's going to do um, for your life. I'm not talking just business people. I'm talking family. I'm talking friends. Um, 
uh, everyone. It's being so, a good person. Exactly. That's yeah. the key to networking, guys and gals, <laughs> is actually giving a shit about people, right? Exactly. Being a good person. Novel idea. We could have stopped the podcast there. So. Yeah. I mean, there's there's one thing, too, that what what I've gotten to the point with now is that I don't – and a lot of people might disagree with this, but I don't just – and I don't care to know everybody. You know, what I care about is creating this group of people – around me mm-hmm. that are great people that are passionate about they, what, what they do and make me a better person because I have the same value of making them a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, people that bring you down, people that are negative with you, they're not people that are good to be around. Um, it doesn't matter how successful they might be, you know, but what you'll find is that most really successful people are also good people. Yeah. Um, and that might just be the, the crowds that I've been in and the, and the people that that I've dealt with, but in my experience, that's what the truth is for me is that most of these successful people are good people that are, are wanting to help um, rather than have you do things for them. Um, and so, but that's, that's, I think that's one of the key points to being a successful person is to offer value to other, to other people and be a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you got to reap what you sow without intentionally doing it. And uh, that would be, I think my biggest biggest point of advice, but to break this down to be some actionable points from uh, how I built my network. And I could say that I'm literally one degree of separation away from the president for the most powerful person in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a couple of of close friends are also really good friends with the current president elect and the current president of the United States. Um, But I've built that network uh, with starting with Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, I got on LinkedIn and connected with anybody in my industry, um, reached out whenever they would have a connection and uh, thanked them and offered if they ever need any help with anything to let me know. Um, so I wanted to make sure that they knew that I wasn't connecting because I wanted something from them. I was connecting because there's somebody that is doing great things in the world, and I'd love to help out with the great things that they're doing if, if there's ever something that, that connects there. Um, with Twitter, a lot of people are afraid to reach out to big people on Twitter, like say the rock, he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood right now, I I, I believe. And the rock is somebody who I've reached out to twice on Twitter and gotten response from because Mm -hmm. it's how you interact with people. Uh, Mark Cuban, I can go through the list and these are all people that I've had communication with on Twitter. Um, I believe that if I meet them in person, that at least now I have a starting point, you know, there's something where we've had a conversation in the past and it might be Twitter, but that's fine. That's normal now. And I did that by not asking them for anything. I simply shot a 140 character long tweet that said, man, I love your movie that's coming out. You're doing so many great things. Um, keep inspiring people, mm-hmm. you know, and he shot a, he shot a tweet back. Thank you. Um, and I forget what else he said, but that moved to DM um, and just go and, and offer offer gratitude to the people that you look up to or the people that you think that you want to connect with that might be out of your reach. And you'll be surprised how human people really are. Yeah. They see your tweets, you know, they see your LinkedIn messages and whatnot. It's how you go about it and how you approach those situations on whether they're going to give a damn and respond or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you troll, even when you go out and you be an asshole and you're trolling somebody, they see that and that's going to reflect on you as well. Yep. You know? Um, so take that, start there. <laughs> 
uh, move into going out and meeting people in person, continue to connect online because that's, that's just the way of the world now. Um, and it's easier. So if you're in Klamath Falls, Oregon, or if you're in Los Angeles, California, you know, you can still connect with the most powerful people, the most successful people in the world. Um, you have that tool at your fingers. Yep. I love it, man. Well, dude, let's, let's wrap this puppy up and, and yeah, yeah, guys and gals, like I said, just someone up, someone up on my end in 20 seconds, quit networking, go out there and genuinely care about people. Try to connect a fragmented group of group of people and create a group if you want to, like we've done many times and just go out there and provide value. And that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's kind of cliche, but provide so much value to people that you actually genuinely care about what fires them up, that it will come back to you and don't put a timeline on when that's going to happen. Patience. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Yes. So we've, we've been having this on Facebook live and I think that's something that we should continue to do from week to week whenever we have guests on as well. Um, so if you want to get on next week on a Facebook live, uh, follow Trevor's page and Trevor mock on Facebook, follow my page and Kyle mock on Facebook. One of us will record it. The other one will always share it. Um, so no matter what, it'll be on one of those pages. Mm-hmm. Um, ask questions during, during the show. We'll try to get to them during. Um, but if we don't, then we'll get to them at the end. Uh, sort of thing. And I know we tried, we said in the past that we were going to do Facebook live follow-ups the day after. Turns out a lot of us have, or we have a lot less time than we thought we did. Um, so if we could do them all in one thing, that would be killer. Uh, if you have any questions at all on networking, I'm always open to answer questions. I might not get back within 24 hours, might be a few days, um, but I'll get back to you. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, my email is kyle at athletesbrand.com. Um, and I'm sure you can reach out to Trevor anytime anytime he wanted to as well but we're open sources for you guys we want to help people that's something we're both passionate about so get out there be a good person um don't network build relationships i think is what the this whole conversation kind of turned into mm-hmm. and be active be active right time right place um and be a good person i love so. it guys and guys have an amazing rest of the week and we'll hit you next week This is McKinley. If you want to hear more about the podcast, hear it. Bye. (laughs) So I did not make that up, guys and gals. McKinley, my six-year-old daughter, is learning fast. So, guys, hope you had an amazing time listening to this episode of of the Carrot Cast, like I said, via the Success at Success podcast. So if you're confused and you're just now coming in, uh, my younger brother, Kyle Mock, and I, he's also an entrepreneur, owns a company called Athletes Brand. Um, we started another podcast several months back called Success at Success. You can visit it at successatsuccess.com and see our other episodes. We have some amazing, amazing episodes over there, including um, a, a, an episode with the two-time reigning world decathlon gold medalist Ashton Eaton and some other amazing, amazing people, guys. Uh, Paul Canerco from the Chicago White Sox, some amazing podcasts. Okay, so check it out. And this, like I said, this actually was a success at success episode. We brought it over here to introduce you to that world, and we're going to be letting you know about their, our episodes over there a lot more. Okay, so one thing I want you guys to get from this is once again, stop going out there and networking. I got a post on my Facebook uh, pages this past week from this gal, and bless her heart, she approached things the complete opposite way that we um, you know, you know, mentioned that is working for us on this podcast. And she really um, was kind of spamming my wall with a pitch, had never uh, gone into trying to build um, a relationship with me, get to know me, what what fires me up, provide value. And because of that, 
um, you, there's no way possibly that I'm going to work with her in that, in that, in that circumstance. Okay. And I think you wouldn't either, but let's go out there and find ways that we can build value for people. Let's go out there and find ways that we can, um, you know, help those people that we're looking to gain influence from. Okay. And let's go out there and just build networks of great, great people who you provide value to and they provide value back to you. Okay. So guys and gals go out there and live an amazing week. Okay. Go out there and challenge yourself. Meet one to two new people this week and don't ask for anything from them. Provide value to them. And you're going to see some amazing things happen over the coming months, coming years in your life if you live life that way. Okay. Now go check out the other episodes of, of success at success on that website, successatsuccess.com, and subscribe to both podcasts. Subscribe to CarrotCast with just me around real estate and building wealth and lifestyle, and then success at success with my brother Kyle around really how to how to push your limits on being a successful human being. That word is hard to say when you say it a bunch of times. So without further ado, guys and gals, have an amazing week, and we'll talk to you soon.